Hello and welcome to News Warrior. The first edition of this year, 2022, is focused on an unusual subject. I'm going to talk about my first book called The Hot Brew on the tea industry of Assam and its interplay with the insurgent group, the Alpha, the United Liberation Front of Assam, and the uh, NDFB, the National Democratic Front of Bodoland, and later the Bodo Liberation Tigers. What they did, how they kidnapped people, took ransom, and extorted money from people is what is the subject of this week's podcast. I'm Nitin Gopal. So I'm taking you back almost a quarter century, 24 years to be exact. On 10th December 1997, I released my first book called The Hot Brew. In fact, I have just two hard copies of this book left with me now after so many years, after people bought it from uh, a local bookshop in uh, Guwahati. I, in fact, the publisher was a local publisher called Spectrum Publications in Guwahati. And uh, this book, I think I've mentioned it in one of my earlier uh, discussions, has been my fastest written book. I don't think I'm going to ever better that record because I wrote this book in 25 days. It's not uh, too long a book. It's actually uh, 154 pages with index. So it's more like a racy thriller. And it is based on what happened between 1987 and 1997 in Assam, between the militant organization or later called terrorist organization, the United Liberation Front of Assam or Alpha, and more than century old tea industry, which was the target of uh, these militants who wanted Assam to have uh, more, initially more autonomy, and then they wanted a separate Assam. And therefore, uh, if you see what I've written here, the Assam tea industry's most turbulent decade. The tea industry was founded in 1835 in Assam, but uh, it actually came under scrutiny and under pressure from militants in the decade of the 80s. From 87, 88, they started getting threatening calls, ransom demands, and uh, some kidnapping was uh, happening uh, against tea industry executives. The background is that the Assam tea industry was mostly British until 1960s. Later, Indian industrialists took over some of the older British companies, had some of the bigger multinationals had their tea gardens in Assam. So Unilever, now known as Hindustan Unilever, Tata Tea, which had the brands like Finlay initially and then later the brands like uh, the Tata Tea brands, which uh, the Tatas have been taking in the market or uh, selling in the market for a long time. Now, Tata, Williamson, Mega, the Hindustan Levers, now Hindustan Levers, that time Unilever, then uh, Khaitans, the Assam Company, which is the oldest tea company in the world. So Assam had, uh, Assam has more than 700 uh, plus tea gardens, big and small. Big companies still own some tea gardens. And at least uh, 24 years ago, 25 years ago, Tata Tea, Williamson, Mager, all of these companies had uh, quite a few number of tea gardens in Assam. Brookborn, Lipton were the brands that were very popular. Assam Tea Company, uh, the world's oldest tea company, also uh, has gardens in Assam. So the tea gardens were always different from the larger Assamese society. They worked in the cocoon. They had their own timings of work because uh, they wanted to catch as much daytime as possible. So they had bagan time, which was one hour ahead of the Indian standard time. Instead of saying 6 a.m. 
Indian Standard Time, they would have start work at 5 a.m. Indian Standard Time and call it Bagan time. So for years, uh, they did not interact with the uh, local Assamis. Uh, the tea laborers who were employed uh, were mostly initially in the 1800s called from or brought in as slaves and uh, together in groups from Jharkhand and Chota Nagpur. So they again were different from the larger Assamese society. There were very few Assamese, uh, local Assamese tea estate owners. So the resentment, the, the kind of envy built over a century and more, finally resulted in some of the armed militants of the Alpha aiming or taking a pot shot at the tea industry. And they knew the tea industry made huge profits at that point in time. And they imposed, the Alpha imposed a tax of one rupee per kg for uh, the tea industry. That time, uh, the uh, production uh, of tea from Assam was nearly 80% of India's tea production. And uh, so they started extorting money uh, individually and uh, from uh, the Assam branch of the Indian Tea Association, which is the tea association for the uh, tea industry. So it became a very tense uh, situation. And by middle of 1988, the Alpha had a free run in the countryside in the rural areas where they were running a parallel government. They would adjudicate over uh, people. If there were disputes, they would uh, summon the government officials, the lo small and uh, local government officials. They would uh, summon tea industry uh, stalwarts. In fact, there was a big meeting of the tea industry stalwarts, which was a hush-hush, a secretive meeting that took place where they said, we are going to impose taxes on you. So all that finally resulted in November 1990, in the dismissal of the Prafulla Kumar Mahanta government, which was the first government uh, which was uh, from a regional party, the Assam Ganaparishad or the AGP. On 27th November 1990, the uh, central government led by Prime Minister Chandrasekhar, who was supported by Congress's Rajiv Gandhi and his MPs, dismissed the government of Prafulla Kumar Mahanta, imposed President's rule and launched the first army operation in Assam called Operation Bajrang. That turned the tide completely and Assam became a sort of part of uh, the insurgency grid or counter-insurgency grid in the Northeast. It was away from it for a long time. And uh, the run-up to the dismissal of the, of the government in 1990 was very interesting. It was like a, a thriller unfolding in front of uh, our eyes as reporters. I was very young. I was 28. And uh, I was actually editing a local newspaper called the Northeast Times. We broke the story of how the Prafulla Kumar Mahanta government came under pressure from the center and how uh, the Unilever company played a big part in uh, forcing the central government to impose the president's rule. So all that uh, is included in this book. And I could write this book in 25 days because I was in the midst of reporting this on a daily basis that time. So this was uh, in 1990 when this happened. And then, of course, subsequently, there was the army operation. There was the, as they say, you know, the control over the militant organization brought in by the army. It continued for uh, many years after that. So by 1997, the story became bigger. Tata T uh, had uh, outwardly refused to pay money, extortion money to Alpha, but it was helping the uh, Alpha militants to uh, treat their injured people sometimes even uh, allow or uh, take one of the topmost leaders of Alpha, a woman leader, a female leader who was pregnant to be taken to Mumbai, 
and uh, treat her or uh, allow her to give birth to her baby in one of the big hospitals in Mumbai. That uh, sort of took the lead of the uh, entire controversy. In fact, the book begins with that. Pranati Deka, who was the leader of Alpha, female leader, she was traveling from Mumbai back to Guwahati. That is when uh, the police sort of uh, unveiled this entire conspiracy, as they called it, for Tata Tea. And it became a big uh, headline news in the national press. Till then, the national press wasn't so impressed except for the uh, army operation in 1990 and subsequently in 1991 called Operation Rhino. But uh, for me, this was, like I said, an unfolding event and I could write this book. It was a very small attempt. And uh, now when I look back, maybe I could have done so many uh, more things in this book. Uh, but it still reads uh, like a thriller. And then off late, off uh, in the past seven, eight months, I've been getting demands from many of you, either on my WhatsApp or on my direct messaging on Twitter or otherwise, that why can't you put this book up on the uh, internet for us to read since hard copies are not available, the copies are not available anymore. It's out of the market. So I discussed this with my team and they said, yes, it's possible to do. But of course, it can't be put on to Strat News Global or Bharat Shakti. So uh, we are uh, putting this book up on a new website which is being created uh, by my team. Very innovative and very enterprising team. And uh, you will get access to this book uh, in a PDF form from today at some cost, of course. And um, that time this book uh, was priced at 280 rupees. Later, subsequently, as I can see here, 340 rupees. So we are going to be a little less than uh, this or in between these two prices, perhaps. So do go to the link that you will uh, find here if you want to read the book. I promise you, uh, it does read like a thriller. It is uh, an OTT material. In fact, so I'm uh, telling uh, people to uh, see and read and see if it can be made into a series. But that apart, uh, it's uh, something that I wanted to tell you on the first day of a new year. Uh, we will come back with more uh, on our usual strategic affairs, defense, foreign policy, international relations. But uh, I thought some self-promotion uh, is not too bad. Do indulge me if, if you think I've done that. Uh, but uh, I thought after 25 years, this book deserves to be reread. The appropriate name, I thought that time, and it was all very instinctive. In fact, some of the headings that I have given uh, is also inspired by, by my inspirations that time, Alistair MacLean and, and Jack Higgins and Frederick Forsyth. So many of those headings are also, you know, inspired by those kind of things. So uh, you will find something new in this. Uh, it's an old book, but something new to think of. Do uh, go and uh, access this book on the PDF on the website. Uh, of course, uh, next week onwards, I promise to come back to my usual self. But since this was a New Year uh, episode, I thought I'll just do something different. You know where to reach us. Uh, you know where to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. If you have, then tell your friends and family to subscribe. Do keep sending feedback and comments and of course keep supporting us in whichever way you can. Have a great uh, year ahead. As I said, happy, healthy and prosperous uh, and hopefully uh, not uh, dominated by another uh, variant of the COVID-19 virus. I stop here and come back to you next week with, with my usual offering. Until the next time, it's a good bye.